I'm Shachar Razani, and in the news, the weekly school graduation speech calling out the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. Recently, a graduation ceremony took place at the Wheatley School on Long Island. The ceremony, which was supposed to be a celebratory one, caused much controversy when a Pakistani-American Muslim student rose to speak and incidentally mentioned the need of students to speak up against wrongdoings in the world, against the Uyghur situation in China, and against the supposed ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. Her speech caused much uproar and anger within the school community. Here is a short video I recorded about the matter as a means of introduction. On June 20th, the Wheatley School in New York conducted its graduation ceremony. In the course of the ceremony, a student rose to speak. In her speech, she encouraged her fellow students to stand up and speak up against international wrongdoing, among which she casually mentioned the ethnic cleansing against Palestinians. Please welcome Hodo Ayaz. Her essay is titled, Speak. Speak for those who cannot speak for themselves and stand up for any injustice that you see. Educate yourself about international dilemmas, including the ethnic cleansings of Palestinians. Say again. Including the ethnic cleansings of Palestinians. Naturally and justifiably, her anti-Semitic comment caused much backlash with many of the attendees, including families and fellow graduates, up to a point where the school administration denounced that sentence and it can be seen officially on the video. However, activists within the Arab-American community rose to her defense. People like Linda Sarsour, who posted on Instagram, We Stand With Huda, the Council of American Islamic Relations that demanded an apology from the Wheatley School. They were also falsely insinuating as if the criticism against the student came because she was wearing a hijab. No, that's not the case. The criticism was because of the libelous nature of her claims and why do Jewish students, fellow graduates who attended the ceremony, need to feel like they had been targeted in those claims against the State of Israel, the one and only Jewish state? That's simply unacceptable. But she wasn't all wrong. Historically, blindly believing popular opinions has proven to be disastrous. Exactly. Just because you keep on seeing such accusations about ethnic cleansing on social media or hear people like Rashida Tlaib say so, doesn't mean it's true. Quite the opposite. So do not underestimate the value of attaining knowledge of your own. Right again. Educate yourself. Know the facts. And now, it's our obligation to stand by the Wheatley School and its decision to rebuke the student and her anti-Semitic and inappropriate comment and stand up for the rights of Jewish students. The story was covered extensively on local TV and in the local papers. However, it solely focused on the supposed harassment of the Pakistani-American student for her speech rather than asking the obvious question. What is it that is so inflammatory about blaming the Jewish state of Israel for the supposed ethnic cleansing of Palestinians in a celebratory graduation speech at the school? That perspective was not heard until today. I am pleased to have with us on JBS Eli and Ovadia Meron. Eli is a Jewish student athlete at the Wheatley School who attended his graduation ceremony. He is part of the National Honor Society and an active member and volunteer in the community. 
Ovadia, his father, came to the U.S. at the age of 16. His family originates from Tripoli and Libya and are Holocaust survivors. Both attended that controversial graduation ceremony at the Wheatley School, and we are pleased having them with us today. Eli, Ovadia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. So let me start with you, Eli. Um, Tell us your perspective of the story, of the events, what happened, what was it, you know, the part that the mainstream media doesn't bother sharing. So <clears throat> the day itself was amazing because I got to get together with all of my friends and we just, we all had like this, uh, like the similar feeling, like when we were looking around at each other sitting down, uh, we all knew, um, you know, what was going to happen, like we're all going to graduate and, and we're all going to college and moving on. And um, it was nice to have that final moment with them. And um, I just felt that after Huda's speech, it ruined that. Um, it ruined that feeling for me and so many of my other uh, well, classmates. First of all, first of all, I'm sure it hasn't been an easy year with COVID and everything, right? No, no. We've, we've you know, as like a grade, over, overcame so much, like. We were one of the only schools that was actually um, open during COVID. So, you know, luckily I was in person for the majority of the year. But, um, yeah, just the grade and, and itself, like, has overcame so much. And, uh, you know, to have it all end at the graduation and then, like, to hear, you know, to hear that speech, like, it really ruined that moment for me and, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of other people. So t tell me, tell me a little bit about how it happened. So you come there, you know, of course, with your parents, with your family, you're ready to celebrate a, a wonderful occasion and you get to attend the event and you sit there. And I can imagine that was the last thing you expected to hear. Absolutely. I, I had no idea she was going to go there. Like it was completely unacceptable. I was just, I was, I was so angry when I heard it. I didn't even know what to do. Like, I just felt like I felt targeted. Like, I remember just looking around and being like, do you guys hear this? Like, I just I couldn't believe the thing she said with the when she accused Israel of committing ethnic cleansing. And the way she did the speech too. you know, pretending she's coming from such a high place, such a righteous place where she's going to say you need to open open everybody needs to point out injustice and and you need to speak for those who don't have a voice and then you're going to go accuse accuse israel of committing ethnic cleansing and target every jew who's in that graduation and I, me and my friends were just me and my jewish friends were we were shocked like we just couldn't believe what she said because it's because you know our school our school is very diverse. We, in every classroom, you can see almost every religion and race, you know, if you look around and we all get together extremely well. So, you know, for this to take place in such a diverse school where, you know, I have so many Muslim friends and we get along, it was just, it was disgusting. Like it, it really ruined, it ruined the moment because I couldn't focus on anything else. I was just thinking about, you know, what she said. Ovadia, were you surprised by the turn of events? Uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, nobody expected such thing uh, because it was a very safe place, a happy occasion. Uh, my oldest son uh, is graduating. We came uh, 
first thing in the morning on Sunday and uh, graduation uh, taking place outside, uh, no restrictions uh, from the COVID. It was exciting. Nobody expected uh, to hear such a, such to inject such sentence and to, 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 it, it was, it was, uh, confusing i would say uh, it was uh, violating uh, the space that we were all there it, it was uh, yeah unexpected uh, so the uh, the reporting of the mainstream media both in in the papers and on tv focused very much on the accusation that the pakistani american student was supposedly harassed as a result of her speech first of all let me ask both of you did you witness any kind of harassment towards the student? No, absolutely not. No harassment to the student at all. It was, uh, the, the speech went on. Uh, part of the people clapped. I wasn't sure what I'm doing. I was standing there. I wasn't sure if I'm clapping because every time someone was talking, everybody was clapping. And, but here it was a mixed feeling. It was half of the people clapped, half didn't. And that was the extent of, uh, of that. Everything else after that seemed uh, uh, just continues flawlessly. The graduation carried on. Um, but uh, it was kind of brewing within the, the crowd. People were looking at each other like, you know, what do we do with this? this right. is something, something incredibly wrong happened. Now, we've seen we've yeah. seen mobilization on social media from the side of activists like Linda Sarsour and the Council of American Islamic Relations, who somehow pointed the finger or claiming that the school is inherently racist. And that the reason that she was harassed was because she had the hijab on and that led to a targeted attack. So let me first start with you, Ovadia, and then you, Eli. First of all, Ovadia, tell us a little bit about the accusation that the school uh, or the school leadership is racist. What's your reaction to those accusations? Well, when I, when I, uh, when I heard that uh, the organization CARE and uh, started uh, within a day or so after already made such claims, it made me feel that there is some connection uh, with, with this incident. Like it wasn't done by itself. Like someone helped her out or something. And I have, I don't know her. Uh, I know uh, Eli knows the girl, I've seen her. And my other son who's going to this school also know her. She's been in class with him and, and, and few classes with him. Ovadia, is it a racist school? No, uh, no, it's not. It's it's like Eli said. We're talking. Uh, it's a diverse, very diverse. You got any ethnic, any religion around. Uh, that's one, and uh, uh, it's it's out of nowhere. It came the, the the Palestinian. You know, the word came out. Everybody was just looking at it. It it, it was really out of place. Eli, was, uh, Eli. Tell us a little bit about this. What do you feel when they're claiming that your school is racist? Are there any legs for these accusations? No, I was shocked. Uh, most of my friends, like if you look at our friend group, we are just, it, it's so diverse. Like I, like I said, in every classroom, we if you look around, you can find almost any ethnicity or uh, or religion. And I, I feel like we're, we're also very accepting of each other. Like we celebrate our differences. You know, I, like I said, I have many Muslim friends and we get along extremely well to the point where 
even when she was spewing all these hateful messages and dividing us as a community, it's like, it's like sparking a match. And, and I, she was doing this and we still stood together and we, we actually wrote an email. Me and my friend uh, wrote an email supporting Dr. Feeney. And Dr. we Feeney had, the principal. yeah, the principal, because no, we knew for, that. For the letter, which is very mm -hmm. important, have you witnessed any kind of racist attacks? Because Sarsour says it's all about the hijab. And I can imagine that that was not the first time she put on a hijab. So is there any truth to these claims? Absolutely not. She wore, I remember her wearing a hijab in, in school. And, you know, I, I didn't, never saw anything, anybody targeting her for it. I think everyone was very accepting. And um, I think, you know, anyone should, I, I wore a kippah on my last day to school and I didn't hear, you know, I didn't feel any, uh, I didn't feel in danger or anything. So, you know, I, we have a very accepting school and I can say that, you know, I have had instances where I've had teachers express anti-Israel sentiments with me and say that, you know, Hamas isn't necessarily a terrorist organization because George Washington was considered a terrorist when no, he wait, was wait, fighting. Wait, wait, wait. Hamas is not a terrorist organization because yeah. Washington was a terrorist? Yeah, that's what I heard uh, my one of social studies teachers say. Um, he said... Hamas is in a terrorist organization and the, like George Washington at the time was considered a terrorist by the Brits. So, you know, Hamas isn't really a terrorist organization. Eli, you mentioned before that um, you and some of your friends uh, wrote a letter to support the principal. Tell us a little bit about that. So uh, we all gathered together and we have a group chat, a friend group chat, and we, we all spoke about we have to do something supporting Dr. Feeney because, you know, we know this isn't his fault, like the fact that this girl slipped this into her speech. And all the accusations made against him and against the school have no grounds and they're just, they're completely false and they're tearing the community apart. So we wanted to stand behind him and we sent the letter and we got uh, maybe 30 or 40 kids, students to sign it and we sent it uh, to Dr. Feeney. And it, this was me and my Muslim friends. We all agreed that, you know, that everything she was saying had absolutely no place in our graduation and we should support the principal because because, because, you, support, because you support the truth yeah we support and, the truth and, and what i'm getting here is that there is a quiet community that knows how to live together that is a great example of coexistence and suddenly you have these activists infusing this kind of disharmony and um truly uh, this unnerving situation of accusations of, of the falsest of natures, the kind of blood libels that used to be targeted at Jews, which are now targeted at Israel. And you're graduating, you graduated, Eli, but I wanna ask you, Ovadia, you have other kids, you live in the community. How does that make you feel when it comes to the safety and security of your children and of your family in the community? That, that uh, was a brand new day after this, uh, because uh, uh, somehow uh, it turned, it turned very quickly from a place that was uh, seemed uh, safe and uh, without politics going around. Uh, uh, suddenly now I have a, uh, I have a concern with, uh, I have a, another two more kids, but one of them is graduating next year from the same school. And uh, there's already uh, threats being going around 
from uh, people that are just maybe ha haven't heard the facts and just jumping into because this organization care already took care of this and put it out there in the media without verifying what happened, uh, without going and seeing that who started this and why and 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 uh, pay the respect. This is graduation. It's not uh, any political arena at the moment to, you know, and uh, so that's, uh, I, I, I hope that uh, Dr. Feeney, the principal and the rest of the staff would draw a hard line and, and uh, um, correct this. So this would not happen again. Uh, next, like it's a brand new day. Um, Eli, words have meaning. Yeah. Ethnic cleansing has meaning. You can't use, you, you make such accusations on stage um, how do these words make you feel as, as a student? I just want to make something clear. There's absolutely no ethnic cleansing going on in Israel. And these accusations are purely, it's, it's anti-Semitic in nature. Just accusing Jewish people of doing something that was done to them by the Nazis. It's almost as if you're saying the Jews are no better than the Nazis. Because that's exactly what they're saying. That's exactly what they're saying. Because people... Hmm. There, there is no mass murder of Palestinians in Israel. And these, I, I just can't believe she was allowed to say such things in her graduation. You know, she and, was and right the way, about- The way she slips it into the speech. She didn't dedicate um, 10 minutes to discussing it. It was like a, a given fact that everybody has to accept and understand. Exactly. And, you know, she, she was right about something though. She, she did say, you need to stand up for any injustice you see and you need to speak up for, uh, you need to speak for people, for those who don't have a voice. So, <clears throat> you know, she has so much support behind her. Multiple organizations are putting out all these, these lies and propaganda about how she's the victim when absolutely nothing happened to her. And if anything, the people, the, Jew the Jewish students and families who were targeted at that event and she was able to get away with that. We are the victims of this, this, you know, these lies that have real consequences in, and could directly contribute to anti-Semitic acts in New York City and everything. So, look, because that, are, that's, sheer, that's sheer incitement. When you incite absolutely on based on falsehoods, you you have a goal, and that manifested itself in the violence. We just like you mentioned, Eli, in Times Square and elsewhere. Well, claiming Israelis are murderers and we commit genocide obviously has consequences because there are Muslim extremists who are going to take things into their own hands. Not only did she just put the entire school in danger, but, you know, our community, because, you know, we had such an amazing bond between just all religions and races. Like we, we accepted each other and now, you know, it's it's been shaken and I hope it can withstand the... Um, it can withstand these these claims because uh, I don't know, you know. With you, with the kind of uh, strength that you, your father, your mother, your family have exemplified, I'm sure that the community can withstand it. And, you know, I'm very thankful. I just want to take another moment and thank you again for making your voice heard and for speaking out and speaking up about this issue of grave, grave importance. I must ask you, though, on a personal note, were you disappointed that the reporter or the reporters who covered the issue only focused on, on one claim and never even bothered to ask themselves, hey, what's so wrong about this, uh, this situation? I mean, talk about not doing your homework. They didn't even watch the video. 
if you watch the video, you can see there was there was no heckling, no booing. You couldn't even hear it. You know, I like I can't believe that. You know, I always hear about how the news they they twist things and everything, and it's it's hard to believe because you say how could they get away with this? Like you know, but especially especially with the lie about the hijab. You know, Avadia. Oh my gosh. You know, you and. You and Eli know that, and it's a secret, right? So I'm going to just whisper it so that nobody hears aside from us. There are actually people in Israel who wear a hijab. And these people are in various positions in Israel, some of them of leadership positions. And, you know, when you look into the Israeli-Palestinian issue, the Palestinians' best-case scenario is when they live in Israel and the kind of positions they're able to attain within Israel. So spreading those lies and inciting violence and disquiet and disharmony in the community is absolutely wrong. Yes, yeah. I'm really happy that uh, people do something, that you do something about this coming in and... Uh, asking us questions, uh, I, I was—I uh, didn't know what to do uh, after it happened. Uh, I knew as soon as I as soon as I heard that uh, care is involved and allegations against the school and the principal. You know, I, I said, "Who's who's representing? Who's who's going to say what really happened here?" And uh, I, I'm really happy to see, and I feel encouraged that there are. Few of the parents uh, got together and started to ask questions, and they wanted to document this and take it further. So there is a response. Um, they have used the the school and used the principal and the the, uh, the the whole structure facility. They used them in order to poison and put in uh, something that is really don't belong there. So it's such a time. You have an opportunity. Um, you're listening to, you know, all of our viewers are listening to you now. So many people are watching the link. What do you want to ask of people? What's your call to action as a result of the situation? You see, my, my fear is that we're dealing with uh, a, such a such a small small amount compared to what the media reaches and compared to hundreds of, of, of millions uh, or, 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 or millions of, of, of uh, people that are watching this and, and, and they make their own decision. Uh, so the, I think we have a very limited amount of time, very small window to, to express what really happened here, which has to do with, it was, it was, nothing, it was nothing there, it was a graduation. Everything went smooth until she injected those sentences that was not approved. She did that, regardless of who, if anybody helped her or if she decided to do it uh, by herself. But that has to be uh, understood that this is the only thing that happened, that so everybody else will use. Today, you're asking everybody who listens to this conversation to speak the truth. Yes. To echo the truth, to share the truth against the sea of lies. Yes, to see what happened for, for real. And, and I encourage the, uh, for anybody to ask questions because everybody that was there, everybody, all the parents from all walks of life uh, uh, have seen the same thing. And uh, uh, this is taken out of proportion. And the question is why? Someone has to ask why? Does it have, why is it being taken out of proportion to such extreme so, and so quickly to reach the media? Why you know, not? 
Ovadia, the campaign to poison hearts and minds of the general public about Israel is an ongoing campaign that take takes place not just in your school and your community, but across the country and sadly across the world. And it is thanks to the bravery and resilience of you, your son, your wife, your family and your community that we will be able to withstand it. Um, you, Eli, any message you want to send out um, from, from this conversation, anything you take? Absolutely. First, I'd like to say, um, I don't remember exactly what the saying is, but they say a lie travels twice as fast as the truth. And I think that's exactly what's going on here. You know, she went to all these big organizations and tried to push her, her uh, victimhood and, and, you know, put this lie everywhere that she was the victim of some anti-immigrant, anti-Islamophobic uh, attack. And, you know, this was clearly not, if you watch the videos, this clearly did not occur at, at the graduation. And if anything, you know, her hateful speech and comments were the only thing that was wrong with that entire, that entire event. And I'd like to say that in her speech, she did say something that was right, that really resonated with me. She said, speak for those who don't have a voice. And if you look at this event, it's, it's a it's really ironic how it turned out, you know, because she's saying speak for those who don't have a voice and she speaks for the Palestinians, but she has all the voice in the world. Look at all these organizations backing up, backing her up and everything. She has a lawyer. She has everything she could ask for, but who, who doesn't have a voice in here? The Jews, the Jewish students there who were all targeted at their, targeted at their graduation. And now, you know, they are, they're posed as the, the media makes them seem as if they are the ones committing the harm, the Jewish students who, who were silent during the graduation. Today, today so I, I, I want to speak for those who don't have a voice right. because she was represented everywhere. She went on ABC. She, you know, the, the, the reporter who didn't do her homework put, put her on. And um, I, I would like to stand up for my fellow students who don't have a voice and the people in the community because this one-sided story this is unacceptable and it absolutely cannot, it, it can't continue. You know, we need to do something about this. Right, understood. And, and today I tell you, and so many of our viewers tell you, you're not alone. We thank you both for coming on and sharing your story, the story that will not be heard anywhere else. But thankfully to social media, we have the power to share the truth. And I urge you and all of our viewers who are listening to us today to share the truth the truth that won't be heard on the mainstream media, but has a voice here now today to make sure that these harmful voices don't enter into our communities. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you it was much. a pleasure. And good luck on college, Eli. Good luck to you too. And there you have it, my friends, the truth coming from a source that's not usually featured on the cover of papers or on TV, on the mainstream media. And there is a great lesson here in the speech made at the weekly school, a lesson that talks about responsibility and accountability and the importance of words that we utter. For when we issue such an accusation, like the words ethnic cleansing, it is an extreme accusation and it cannot be made free into the thin air without realizing its implications and the potential for violence and malice that comes as a result. And that's the lesson for all of us. Words matter. 
And there is also a request here, because the voices we just heard, again, are not prominent in the media. Now it's up to us to take those voices and amplify them, to make our voices heard, to allow Eli and his parents to know that they're not alone, that there is a community around them that supports and upholds the truth, that the truth is not meaningless. I'd like to thank all of you for watching. Please stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay true. I'd like to thank our director, Sloan Copeland, JBS's managing director, Dara Golub, our technical manager, Michael Paley, transmission manager, John McDevitt, and to our wonderful producer of In the News, Carol Lilienthal. For JBS, I'm Shahar Azani. Until next time, shalom and peace.